Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. It is 11.04 in the fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. we got Julian Love coming up in about six, seven minutes at the Giants. That'll be cool. So, I've noticed this. I have noticed this. And, you know, I'm not surprised. Uh, so, I guess if you're not surprised, you really shouldn't be disappointed. But, I don't know. I don't really like the way Yankee fans are acting the last couple of days. Why? Eh, about? Just a little... They're disgruntled. The They're unhappy. I'm okay with those. I'm not happy. I, I'm not happy till Josh Donaldson's off the team. Oh, you're no, talking not, about the je- you're talking about the jealousy thing for yeah. Stevie Cohen. You know what I've actually hearing from some people that they're from Yankee fans. Okay, that they're rooting for Carlos Correa to fail his physical with the Mets. Why? Now, well, why do you think? So that the Mets don't have another star. That's that's why. Okay, but it's all right. The Yankees didn't want to sign any more stars. They don't want to go to four hundred and whatever it is million dollar payroll plus luxury tax. See, to me, I want I want a galaxy of sporting stars in the city. And as much as like you know, I'll just throw the nets on the table for a moment. As much as Kyrie's been confounding, that's mm-hmm. not, so, not lately, but he's had a confounding run. You know, Durant's had some moments where he yeah. just rubs you the wrong way, but he's been great lately. I'm not, I'm not trying to diss. They've been. Playing great. 143 against the Warriors. I know. Time. They scored 90-something in the first half. <laughs> Take the over there. <laughs> Kyrie didn't even play. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I love collecting superstars yeah. in our city. And, yeah. you know, especially, you know, when New York, which is so rarely, jointly, the center of the baseball universe, meaning the Mets are a power and the Yankees are a power, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Because the more times we go to opening day with the Yankees and the Mets with a stock lineup, the better the odds are for a Subway Series. <laughs> and the more the odds increase, uh, that we can beat the Mets again and win another championship. That's what I want. So I don't get the Yankee fan who's like, and I I, I should say, I, I do understand, it's partly derived from jealousy. Okay. Yankee fans are a little jealous right now. Get over it. Like, Yankee fans need to worry about what the Yankees are doing. Stop worrying about it. I'm not saying you can't react. You're a baseball fan, right? But don't react like a nine-year-old. Because now what the Met fan has to understand is now the scoreboard is very different. The Met fan is about to find out what it's like to be loathed. Mm -hmm. You feel that word? Loathed. Because the Yankee fans, we felt that for a long time. We know that that's the deal. You hate us. People hate us because they spend and they win and they're arrogant and they're the Yankees. Well, now the Mets fans and the Mets, really, are going from over the years, ah, that cute little story, Choo Choo Coleman, the expansion Mets, the 70s, they suck. Ah, 
What a moronic trade, trade and Seaver. All right, great moment in 86. Awesome team. I'm not trying to, slip, to, to shade them. But boom, then it's gone. They should have won two more. They didn't. And then for the most part, a lot of irrelevance with a couple of interesting years in between. The Mets are now hated mm-hmm. throughout baseball. Owners hate Stevie Cohen. Owners are jealous of Stevie Cohen. Fan bases are now jealous of the Mets. And I think that that's awesome. Yeah, well, I embrace it. I just I wonder why, because we were looking at some of these reports about how owners are upset with Steve Cohen because they're spending money and it's raising the amount of 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 uh, spending on star players. They just have never gone over three hundred million dollars, and Stevie is eighty-five million dollars over three hundred million dollars. Oh yeah! By the way, McCann will eat seventy-five percent yeah. of your salary. Get lost. Yeah, they right. did that last night. Exactly, because they signed uh, what's his name, Navias, and so it's it's one of those situations where money is no obstacle, but because it's no obstacle with the CBT, they, these other te- these other owners benefit. You know, it's not like they don't get money because, like, they're getting money because Stevie Cohen's spending money uh, from Stevie Cohen. But they're not going to process it that way. They're, they're going to look at but... the stars and, you know, New York. Oh, who does this guy think he is way, trying to change the whole system? Tough. Deal with it. It doesn't. Your owner should have more doesn't, money. As we talked about two or three days ago, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to win. No, I get that. So, and when they lose and if they lose, the reaction and the heat is going to be Times a million. Mm-hmm. Like, the Met fans crushed them with the Padres' performance. The Met fans crushed them the way they finished up the season. You know, certainly down in Atlanta, mm-hmm. okay? And then, obviously, the Padres. Yeah, by and, the way, they were saying the same thing about the Phillies, too. Because, they, what, did they win 87 games or something? Mm-hmm. All that money they spent this offseason, they win 87 games. Now, it turned in their favor in the postseason, but it was the same thing. Yeah, it's like very, spending very money doesn't matter. You, you still, you still got to win. Okay, they get to the World Series. I think that's the mindset that Stevie Cohen has. Whatever, of course, of whatever, course it is. Whatever way possible, whether it's spending and dominating in the regular season or spending and having these guys show up when it matters in the postseason, we're going all in. And I, I commend Stevie Cohen and the Mets for doing I that. I love Steve Cohen. I don't know why love other it. owners are upset. I really don't. Because they're jealous. That's why. Because be the jealousy. system is being flipped. He just flipped the table. Stevie just walked in. With a Rambo Uzi and said, <laughs> I'm here. Get out. No, it's true. That's what he did. Well, I mean, he'd been here. It took him three years, but now he's finally done. You know, it. And, when you, I know, and when you have some of these owners whose you know, complete net worth is, trust me, we, we don't should be so lucky, mm-hmm. $400 million or $700 million rather than 13 or $14 billion, even if they wanted to, they couldn't justify doing this. So, I, you know, and just to finish the thought about the reaction to any shortcomings the Mets might encounter in the next couple of years, however long Stevie owns the Mets, and hopefully it's for a long time, you know, the only when the Mets lose big games, the only people that react are Mets fans. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now you will see parachuting uh, people parachuting in, taking jabs, having a little fun at your expense. It's the way it goes. Yeah. So if you want to sit at the big boy table, and this is what Mets fans have been lusting after forever. Now you got it. And you're lucky. You've got the most affluent, most aggressive owner in all of sports, and he's running your team. And that's good. Just understand, when you lose, it, now it's it's a different analysis. And that's good. But the article that Tiki just referenced, this is in The Athletic, Evan Drellick. Let me read this real quick. So, uh, let's see. All right. As baseball's wealthiest owner, Cohen is better positioned to assemble the super team more than any other team. But the fraternity of owners does not usually look kindly to those who break from the pack, particularly when it raises costs for them. Quote, 
I think it's going to have consequences for him down the road. End quote, said an official with another major league team who was not authorized to speak publicly. There's no collusion, but dot, dot, dot. There was a reason nobody ever went over $300 million in terms of payroll. You still have partners and there's still a system. End quote. Well, let me just go back to the first part. Quote, I think it's going to have consequences for him down the road. End quote. Yeah, but what, what are they going to do? Take is, the team away? I know. No. The, uh, no. Well, well, they're not going to like him? Ooh. <laughs> we go to the owner's meeting. You're going to shun me? You're not going to have a scotch with me? I don't care. Like, well, There's no consequences for Stevie. Unless Stevie Cohen ever truly does collude, there's no consequences. Right. He's the wealthiest man, and he said he's swinging the hammer. That's it. Get used to it. The Giants are swinging the hammer a little bit. Mm -hmm. Got off the mat, beat the Commanders, must-win game. They got it. And we're joined by our buddy Julian Love here on Tiki and Tierney. Julian, how you feeling, buddy? What's going on? Feeling good. How you guys doing? We're good. Awesome. How satisfying was it to get off the little slide that you guys were on and get a big win on the road, really the first division win on the road? How, how satisfying was that for you guys? Oh, that was huge. Yeah, I mean, like you said, first division game, road game, yeah, December football when it means a lot. I mean, yeah, it was it was a great feeling in that locker room. Yeah, it felt like the details were were really buttoned up from offensively and, and but particularly defensively from your side of the ball. You guys gave up twelve points. Uh, Washington got in position a couple of times, but you always came up with the big play. That last drive where they're trying to sneak in, and you know everything is going right. I, I've seen some of the uh, the. Um, uh, social media highlights of what was going on on the sidelines. Saquon screaming at you guys, get the job done. Your coaches are screaming at you guys. Tell us about the intensity of that moment because it was the biggest part of the game. <laughs> yeah, the juice was uh, was flowing. Everybody was pretty fired up. Everybody was supporting each other. Like you saw some guys like Saquon kind of going up and down, just encouraging guys. And yeah, I mean, it, it was electric. And that, that drive, I think, started off maybe the second or third play with a big play that mm -hmm. got him into. You know, down to like the twenty or so, and then uh, you know Thibodeau made a big stop on like the one uh, when the QB was trying to scramble, and yeah, it was just a, a culmination of a lot of guys just stepping up and making plays. You've been around a couple of years now, obviously, Julian, and you know you're a young vet, but you're you're a respected vet, and you get the business of the sport. You understand, you know, how young kids might take a little while to transition to fulfill draft status or expectations. You just mm -hmm. mentioned Kayvon. I mean, Kayvon, first of all, the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, by the way. And 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 the play that he made, I mean, first of all, you saw the whole package. The speed, the athleticism, the leverage. I mean, just crazy, crazy play. What do you, what? How good can he be? Because there's been a lot of... A lot of things that don't show up in the stat column that, that we recognize, certainly Tiki, who played. Maybe the average fan doesn't. He's been close for a while. Can he be a great player? Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head. He has been close, and you know people look at the stats and all that stuff, but, I mean, the dude is hitting the quarterback you know, so much, more than any other young player I've ever seen. Um, and so he's, he's really perfecting his craft. And before that, that Sunday night game, he just – I mean, he had that, that look in his eyes. You know, he was in the zone, um, and he broke down the team before the game. He stepped up and did that. Oh, wow. Uh, he just, okay. Yeah, but he, I mean, he the passion was with him. And, you know, Sunday Night Football brings out the best in a lot of people. And I think it now <laughs> we know what his, you know, what a good day for him is. We know what it, the bar is for him. And so I think it's, he's just going to grow from here. I think he has a chance to be great, for yeah. real. Yeah, no, that, 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 that adds another level of expectation on his plate because to be great, you got to give that same effort every single afternoon. So what did he say? You know, he breaks down the team. He doesn't usually do that. Uh, what did he say to you guys? 
I mean, I don't know the what words he was saying, but he was. I mean, he was <laughs> he was passionate. Um, yeah, so he was. You know, he was yelling. He was fired up. You know, Sunday night football, big stage, must win. All you know, all you know the the buzzwords basically. Uh, but just that alone, like the passion that's shown. You know, the same guys usually do it. You know, the same guys are fired up. and have to lead, but to have a young guy step up and everyone just like accepted it. It's weird, you know. Some you can you can see that as being weird for a rookie to do that. Yeah. But I think that's just how, you know, ready for the moment he was. I, I was going to say I want to follow up on that because it's usually a vet who's doing. Remember, we've seen Drew Brees over the years doing that. You know, breaking mm-hmm. down when he was still playing with the Saints, and that was uh, that was always a viral thing. So he just. I'm not saying you actually request permission to do that, but he just basically stepped to the middle and said, "Let's go," and he just started woofing and going nuts. Like with that—that's a pretty ballsy move for a rookie. It I is. like it. I know, and so I was a little taken aback at first. I'm like, "Oh, okay," because usually, you know, either it's Xavier McKinney, it's uh, Leo, it's Dex, it's Saquon, and you know, it's the leaders on the team uh-huh. that do that. And he just was—he was waiting for us in the middle. He was ready to go. Uh, and everybody, I think, was vibing with it and knew that it meant a lot to him. Let the big dog eat. Let's go. <laughs> Julia Love with us here on the Fantique and Tierney Show. All right, so the, you, we talked about the de facto playoffs last week. You had to win against Washington. It doesn't get any easier going to Minnesota this weekend. How do you guys even think about, start to think about, containing Justin Jefferson? I mean, his statistics are ridiculous. The 98 yards a game, which is the most in NFL history. Like You know that something big is going to happen. But how do you wrap your head around s- slowing down at least what he does? I mean, he's just a guy you have to be aware of every play uh, in the game. Uh, I mean, he's playing at a, truly an MVP level right now. Yeah. I know uh, receivers don't get that credit as much, but uh, he's having a crazy season. Um, and he's a stud in every facet, really, of being a receiver. And, yeah, you got to account for him. And, yeah, we have some good stuff lined up for him. And uh, But he's just a, he's a game-breaker right now. And so dealing with him as well as their other skill players is going to be a challenge. How much do you look at, you know, oh, we've got 80% chance playoffs, 90 I mean, how, <laughs> how deep in the weeds do you guys get on that, honestly, at this point? Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it before. You know, some guys have to have short-term focus. Some guys have to see the big picture. I know the chances jumped. We, like, we're not oblivious to that. We know that our percentages and all that stuff, all the analytics, all that stuff look jumped up mm-hmm. but we still have some stuff to get it's not given right now and so dave's kind of hit it perfectly before this past game he said that this game everybody's gonna make it seem like it's a you know it's a playoff game it's you know do or die all that stuff but if we were to lose that game it doesn't mean we're, we weren't gonna be in the playoffs still mm-hmm. we had a shot. and even if we won like like you, it's not guaranteed right now i got and you so it's like uh you gotta it's there's some stuff out there that we gotta secure still and so it starts this week against a hostile Minnesota environment. I love it. We're talking to, of course, uh, Julian Love with us here on the Fantiki and Tierney Show. Tiki, I know you got a question. Just want to let everybody know. So, because I teased this earlier in the show, and the Yankees just got back to us. Carlos Rodon will join us right around 10 minutes from now, which is going to be awesome. So, uh, by the way, you a Yankee or a Met guy, Julian? Let's get this on the record, dude. Oh, <laughs> who's your team? <laughs> Let's get this on the record. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you can I, will, I, I would say I do lean more towards Yankees. There yeah. we go. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, I do think no more to Yankees. Obviously, the Mets have some young studs as well. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm from Chicago. I kind of grew up in a, a good era with the Cubs in, in 16. Uh, uh, White Sox pretty much my whole life. And so 
Now I kind of adopted some roots out here in New York. Yeah, it's easy. Okay. It gets okay. really easy, especially uh, when you, especially if you meet some of those guys. Um, Xavier McKinney. I know we keep hearing that maybe he's going to be back. You know, you got any updates, any idea of when he could be available? Because you need some reinforcements, I believe, in the secondary. He'd be a huge one, especially going down the stretch. Yeah, he'll he'll come back. Uh, I'm not sure what his timeline is exactly, but he like his work is ramping up right now. Uh, he is you know running, doing some DB stuff, uh, getting active. Him and Adore have been ramping up. Um, but you know it's one of those things that we you can't rush it. You know you can't you know to fulfill a, a short term goal. You know ruin their long term you know yeah. situation. Uh, and so I think they're gonna do the right thing. But I, they're getting closer. They're ramping up. Okay. So listen, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And before we let you go, little Julian's banging down the stairs at his childhood home and he comes down. Best Christmas present Santa ever brought you. What was it? When you were a kid. Best Christmas yeah. present? Yeah, when you were oh, young. Man. When you were young. I, uh, there's two. When I was maybe, I don't know, six or seven, my dad got me a custom uh, Louisville Slugger Ooh, wood oh, baseball nice. bat. Nice. Still have it to this day. Oh, Just, wow. You know, Did you wow. want to be a baseball player? I grew up playing baseball, yeah. Yeah. Was it, wait, it was wood or metal? Uh, if it's custom, it I'm guessing it's wood. It was wood, yeah. Oh, your pops is a rock star. All right, what <laughs> was, was the other wood, one? yeah. Way too heavy for me at that age. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I'm a big video game guy, so I remember I got like a Xbox 360. Wow. When I was, you know, like 11 or 12 or something, and I was so excited about that. All right, man. Well, now, you've, now you can play yourself on video games. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, right. pretty good life, huh, Julian? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for sure. Yeah, you should be, doubt. man. Thanks a lot, brother. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas, it. man. Happy holidays, All Julian. Right, so happy holidays. Merry Talk Christmas. to you next week. Be good. Yep, right back to you. All right. There you go. That's... Uh, that's the Giants situation. We've got the Yankees situation coming up next. Carlos Rodon will just give us a buzz, and uh, we will welcome him to the fan. We will welcome him to the city and the Yankees, and uh, we'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Alright, 11.28 back on the fans, so we're going back-to-back interviews. I don't know that we've ever done that, but it's certainly worth it. We're going to get Carlos Rodon, the newest Yankee, in a couple of minutes here as he's wrapping up his duties out at the stadium. I mean, it's been, been a wild week here. I mean, press conferences, right? You had Verlander, you have uh, obviously Judge and getting the C slapped on him. You know, eventually you're going to have Correa, provided everything works out. The medical's there. We had Rodon today. It is just... Uh, Good vibes with baseball, Teak. Yeah, well, I mean, it is the the time for that to, to start heating up, obviously, as teams start to put their, their rosters together and spend the money that everybody uh, knows that they need, to, at least the good teams are going to spend, to uh, try to win. So see, I'm looking forward to chatting with Carlos Rodon. We haven't, um, we haven't had a Yankee. Have we had a Yankee on? No, first one. It's our first Yankee. Yeah, way yeah. to put our producer on blast. Good job, Dave. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just it's when we started right when the season was starting, and you know, it's just. Um, but this is our first well, Yankee, so it's kind of cool. that means that we should have had. We, yeah, we started we, in January. You know, these guys don't we had all do spring training to get somebody on. We had we had a mess. Ah, why right? you let them beg you? Well, first of all, let's be serious. There was really not much of a spring training right away. But it was all scrambled. Mm-hmm. The they had three weeks to go before the spring training, and it just was a debacle. So. Not all me. It's an MLB and the uh, Player Association. That's also 11 months to adjust and recover, though. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> ah, 
I'm gonna blame, I'm gonna, players don't come on. Just, yeah, what, I don't know. I don't, I don't like I'm going to bypass the Dove. Dove, why didn't we have anybody on? But we have one now this year. So next year we have at least two. Yeah, hold on a sec. Now maybe, maybe we need to aim the criticism and levy uh, levy it in Dovester. Dove is the executive director, uh, the executive producer of the Yankees radio broadcast. What are you bringing to the table there? Well, what happened if I went into the clubhouse and said, "By the way, uh, Mr. Judge, Tiki and B two want to speak to you tomorrow." No, you know we got to get there. And, and listen, I'll, I'll treat it with respect, but I'll, I'll certainly ask the. We got to get Cashman on the show. We got to get Cashman on the show. Good luck with that one. I got to talk to Cash. <laughs> got to get him. Good luck with he that He doesn't one. duck. I mean, he's he's great with the media. Yeah. Can I also tell you who's also, maybe not great, but interesting with the media? Mm. Right now, Scott Boris is talking to the media. What's he saying? And he basically said that they flew out. He's live right now. Talking. Well, not live, but there's some some video about 11 minutes ago. SNY put it up. That they flew out Correa's family to the press conference that they canceled out. Like two hours before it happened, like that's, you, that's right. Because Boris went to Correa in the hotel room to tell him that what he got from the Mets. Yeah, Do you want to talk about a lack of class, doing somebody dirty? You fly him out to the Bay Area, He's whole in family, a, everybody. That's what I'm saying. You get the whole crew, and you cancel the how two hours before? Yeah, two hours. Wow. Because of an ankle wow. issue, right? That's yes, what, not that's even what, the back that's, what, that's what we're hearing. I, cold feet. That's what I heard. Of course it was cold that, that's feet. What, that's, that's what the that, term that, is, that's what, I, that's what I speculated yesterday. They the said ankle. were like, yeah, we really want to spend 350 on this. We're going to pull up the charts on, a, on an ankle injury before he even became a pro yeah, when, when he was, was 19 years. That's never been an issue since. <laughs> a little bit of a back issue. He's had COVID, I believe, twice. He's missed some time. But the ankle's fine. That's what you're going to lean on? That mm. was the report. The ankle? Oh, my goodness gracious. You know what I'm looking for with Rodon? And this is going to be awesome. First of all, he's a lefty, mm -hmm. which is has always been historically important in Yankee Stadium. We know that. Uh, you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But I, I really want, not that they're incredibly corporate. I think they've gone away a little bit from that with, with some of the young kids. And even Donaldson, though he can't hit right now and probably won't this year if he's back. You know, he's a little bit of a jagged edge. He's got some energy. I want to at least give him that. Rizzo's got some presence for sure. Uh, Judge is, is just unique. His, his presence is unique. I want to see a guy who not only is top of the rotation mm -hmm. filthy like Rodon is, back-to-back all-star, I want to see a guy like Scherzer, 
um, during other people's starts in that Mets dugout, yeah, yeah. riling everybody up, you know, walking around with those crazy beady eyes like a lunatic. I want to see Rodon firing up the Yankees, not just when he pitches, but a little bit of a non-game day presence. And I think he's going to bring that to a clubhouse that can use it. I haven't, I haven't watched him enough to know that it, if he's going to do that. It's, oh, he's wired tight. Yeah, I believe that be he awesome. is. I believe that. I hope that he is. Oh, yeah. Intensity. Yeah, you've seen some videos of oh, him yeah, you've seen, you've coming seen, off you've the seen, hill. Yeah, but I've, I haven't watched a game to watch. See how he behaves yeah. in a game. Well, he's the kind of guy, you know, if they start... Um, and why am I forgetting the oh geez, why am I forgetting the Blue Jays pitcher that's got the issue with Garrett Cole? Geez, they're, they're ace. Manoa. Uh, yeah, Manoa. Uh he's I think he's the kind of guy like if Manoa starts chirping, I think Rodon is just drilling somebody. <laughs> I, I I really do. I do. I think he's gonna be really good for the Yankees. And one one thing I can't wait to ask him, and I will, and I'm curious how he answers this. Would he have been as interested in the Yankees if Aaron Judge went somewhere else? Hmm. I mean, I don't know the answer, but I'm curious what he says. You know, I wonder where the other offers were. I mean, it had to be a lot. Ah, I don't but know. It, but it, it, it know. did feel like about two weeks ago or so, maybe even more. It just kind of it was only Yankees. That's all we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe even longer than that. It was just Yankees are the only team that was coming to like the 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 the, the forefront of the insiders. Well, names. Well, the Giants were. In on him, I believe, and then they went went low low end pitching, so that kind yeah. of took them out of the running. Yeah, I remember we talked about that. The the Mets were there for a little bit, and then they went and got Verland and Singer, so that that was kind of out of it too. But th- there was a few teams that were still in there, but once those last teams kind of drifted o- away, there wasn't many left. Yeah, and think about the initial parameters that were floated. I mean, parameters don't mean anything unless you actually sign the contract, whatever it might be. But we kept hearing two hundred mil. We started hearing seven years. I'm like, ooh, that that's a little exorbitant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I never thought the Yankees wouldn't get it done, but there was a minute where I'm like, are they going to let this guy get away? They need this guy. Because I'll tell you what, if the Yankees, now I am still of the conviction, left field, the, the left fielder's not on the team right now. I think it's going to be Reynolds. I've said that now for a month. You know that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Yankees can win hopefully two ways. I know that they can win on the mound with Cole, with Rodon, with Seve, with Cortez. I mean, they got a nasty, filthy rotation. Uh, but... That that's nice to know, and he's also a guy who's not going to wilt against the Astros. His numbers against the Astros are sick. I think he's seven and one against the Astros. So uh, I know it's just wrapping up. He's going to give us a buzz, and when he does, we will get him on the air. We get back to you, Danny, in Centerport. What's going on, Danny? How are you? Hey, VT. What's happening, fellas? Hey, buddy. It's all good, Dan. What's up? Listen, I know we spoke Monday. I want to wish you again a happy holidays to both you guys. Listen, Likewise. You, know, I, you too, pal. I, I, am, I am not an anxious person, BT. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, this this game has me full-blown anxiety right now. I, I am – I don't even know how to handle this this evening. And, and it, it's like, listen, I know what you're saying about, about Zach and all, but I think I, – I'm reversed here on this, BT. I think we owe it to Mike White that even if Zach loses this game and we lose and we're not really playing for anything these last two games, I think Mike, Mike White is – owed to play these two games because you know what who says he can't be our quarterback for the next five six seven years nobody really nobody. The only, the only, yeah the only thing i see who says that, that the, can't be that guy no no well, I mean, Zach's supposed to be you. that guy but he, he's supposed to be that guy yeah. that's right and 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 again you guys 
uh, Keith, you hit it right on the head with your analysis of, of the, the combination of the OC and, and Zach. There's something just not, not, not right right now. And for whatever reason, Mike White can handle it better. He can handle that intermediate throw. He's, he's running. The only thing I wish Mike White had was a little better wheels. Yeah. Other than that, if he was I an athlete, he'd the... be good. No, he would have been a fifth man. round pick. Yeah, you're right. He would have got drafted <laughs> like in the third round or yeah. something. More of a Correct. project and if he, I, if he I was an athlete. He, He's just not yeah, an athlete. I just think he's owed. I think he is owed the, the, the right, and he should get the right to prove that he he can be this. And I think those final two games, if he played, I think he should be in the mix. Because you know what's going to happen, BT? We're going to lose either one or two of these guys. And if we lose Mike White and he goes somewhere for for ten million a year or twelve million a year, yep. and we don't have him, we're going to be disgusted that we let this guy out of our organization. If he goes and, and bowls out, Danny. If if he goes and and he might, yeah. you know, if he gets those ten, eleven, twelve million bucks, who knows? Yeah, it's gonna it's. I, I, he's got he's such an interesting case because he really hasn't done much. You know, it's, it's not like you're throwing his resume out there and saying you deserve to be the starting quarterback on whoever needs a quarterback in the NFL, right? He hasn't done that, but he has intrigued at least us to say, man, I really want to see more of this guy. But I think he, I don't know if he's going to get a, sh- a chance to really show what he's made out of Mike White if it well, doesn't stay healthy if by it the doesn't way. It's happen two years here. in a row now true if it doesn't happen here okay but i almost can't fault him i understand he just that got ragdolled against i, I the get Bills, that man. if he's a first round pick he's getting more ops and when you're a fifth round pick by another team and you get hurt two years in a row yeah. there's only so many times they're going to run you out there right or wrong you know it's funny cuz Danny prefaced everything with you know he's he's got this angst for tonight i've i am oddly calm i've got like I don't know if it's because I'm in so much Christmas were more, season. Were you more anxious before last week's game? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, yes, I was I well, was wired. Yeah. Tonight, I'm and just I can like, see why, because last week you thought, man, Zach could be like hot garbage today. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. It also, was, the playoffs felt more real last week. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I know there's a 13% chance, but... In my mind tonight, I'm going to pour myself a little scotch. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do my BetQL live chat. And hopefully I'm going to watch the Jets win. Yeah. It's going to be poured. It's going to be a slop fest. But I don't have any anxiety going yeah. into this game. By a little scotch, you mean a lot of scotch, right? Nah, we got to work tomorrow. <laughs> just uh, not, not, not too heavy of a pour. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just... wrap a few Christmas presents beforehand. <laughs> you know, I like kidding. doing that. <laughs> I'm like the only guy who likes doing that. I find it oddly therapeutic. Now, Yankee fans got a nice gift in the form of a two-time All-Star who... Is uh, has been healthy and he has been absolutely phenomenal the last couple of years. He's he's got a presence. I think Yankee fans gonna love. He's got an energy. He's got some really good stuff as well. Carlos Rodon, the newest Yankee. We had Judge with the captaincy yesterday. Today we met our new lefty, uh, Carlos. It's Tiki and Tierney here in New York City on the fan. Welcome to the fan. Welcome to New York City. How you doing, pal? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Hope yeah. everything's going good. Yeah, I mean, not as good as I didn't. I don't have the money that you just got, so it's not going as well as it's going for you. <laughs> but it's going you know, well. They say money doesn't always mean happiness. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Let, let me ask you this, man. So you seem, and not everybody wants New York City. You seem to be one of those athletes who wants this stage. Was this something you always wanted? Was it always the Yankees? Is this something you dreamt of? Well, listen. I mean, it was. It was something that you know. It seemed like every time I, I stepped on the mound in the Bronx, I always liked pitching here. So, I, I mean, not really scared of any pressure. Um, it was, you know, 
I guess putting on the pinstripes is always a dream as a kid. I think any kid, as a, a, a baseball playing kid, they have a dream of you know pitching in Yankee Stadium or possibly wearing the pinstripes. So yeah, I mean it was it was definitely a part of it. And you know wearing them now, it's it's a little different. Um, I think it's going to hit a little different when I uh, step on the mound for the first time in the Bronx. So yeah, I'm do excited. You, yeah. Do you think it's the the fandom? Do you think it's the history? Like, what is it about? Yeah. I mean, you feel it as a fan when we when I go as a fan, I I sit in this yeah. ballpark and I'm like, man, this is just amazing, right? Yeah. Is it the same for you as a as a visiting player, but now to soon be as a starting pitcher for the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, as an opposing team coming in into Yankee Stadium, you know, I mean, the the stars are bright. Um, Right, I mean the lineage. Yeah. You think of the lineage of New York, New York Yankees. There's, there's a lot of history here, and you know, a lot of special players. I mean, heck, <laughs> numbers one through ten are all retired. So, <laughs> as you know, there's been a lot of special players. Um, yeah, few mm-hmm. and far between numbers you could pick from. So that says a lot about the New York Yankees. But yeah, um, just the history. You know, I think there's a lot that goes in it. You know, uh, the 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 fans, the fans that care a lot about their team. And, you know, I, I like fans that are dedicated. So it's my job to play well, and it's their job to, to cheer us on, and sometimes it may be booing. And, and, and that's okay. That's what we signed up for. See, I love that. I love that you acknowledge that because, you know, Garrett Cole, who's who's had some really, really good numbers here and, and really, I mean, he's a terrific pitcher. He's the ace. And, you know, you and him pretty much co-aces at this point as you, as you start the season on the depth chart. But – He's heard some boos. Um, yeah. Jeter heard boos. Aaron Judge was booed. I mean, so <laughs> Listen, you know, if, it's going to come Aaron's at some point. Booed. Yeah, if Aaron's getting booed, then you know what? To be expected <laughs> if I get booed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Let's hope not. We just won't be too loud. We'll, we'll be cool, cordially booed. Let me ask you about Judge. So, I mean, he's obviously a complete beast. I mean, six For seven sure. runs like the wind, great arm, easy power. Would you have been as interested in the Yankees if Judge went somewhere else? I think it says a lot of the front office of what they've committed. They're how committed they are to winning. I think that's kind of when when they when they sealed the fate with Aaron Judge and they sealed the deal. I think that kind of you know that said a lot. I mean, to me as a free agent, at least um, of what the Yankees wanted to do, and obviously all they care about is winning, and that's that's kind of all I care about. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it definitely helps the cause. Yeah, I mean, at this stage in your career, it, it does become about winning. At some point, you're always, oh, I just want to make it, and then it becomes, well, I want to make a little money, and then it becomes, well, hell, I'm getting old. I need to win now. Yeah. And coming to the Yankees, I think, um, you know, solidifies that in a sense for you. But let me talk a little bit about your, your journey. I mean, you battled a lot of injuries, and just reading up on it, because uh, it was from afar for me, uh, you're in Chicago, a, a lot of it was mechanics, like, how did you yeah. get yourself back right mechanically? And I read somewhere that you said to whoever your pitching coach, just fix me. Um, t- take me through that journey. Like, how did you get back to where you are? You're more repeatable, and you've stayed healthy these last couple of years and been an all star. Yeah. So I, it started. Um, it started when I had the the, the uh, Tommy John um, in nineteen. I came back during that COVID season in in twenty, and I still like like I could tell. You know, I was throwing hard and. I felt okay because, you know, that's kind of how, when you have Tommy John, that's kind of how it goes when mm-hmm. you come back. You got to get that game action. You got to get those kinks out. You got to, you got to feel that, feel that little hurt again, you know, <laughs> um, in, in 20. And, uh, after that, I was just frustrated. You know, I, I was non-tender by the White Sox. I was frustrated, you know, 
with how I was performing, um, especially having no excuses of like, you know, I don't feel good. Like, I know I felt good. I just sucked. Like I started, I just wasn't good. And I wanted to change, I wanted to change that because you know, I wanted to be better. And I started off at this place in ProX and had a, had a, some hands on with a couple people, you know, one being the name of Jay Lair and the other one, then Jamie Gordon. And I had a lot of help with them to start off that year going into 21. And then I was blessed to be able to work with a pigeon coach for the name of Ethan Katz. Um, and we worked a lot, you know, they kind of, the two guys and where I worked out at and during off season transitioned me to Ethan and I mean, Ethan kind of ran with it and, and took off and found who I was as a pitcher and found a repeatable, repeatable delivery and, and kind of carried that all the way till now. So, hmm. so we're talking to Carlos Rodon, a two-time all-star in, in each league. So that's something I remember when we very much seemed as if you were on the Yankees radar, we talked a lot about you before you actually signed and I said, you know, one thing that I really like, because some guys can go to a league and they don't, the opposing hitters don't know the pitcher. You kind of get away with stuff, and yeah. you know, you put up some numbers that aren't really indicative of who you are. The fact that you did it in two different leagues, I love. Uh, but I was looking on fan graphs. I also brought this up to Tiki when we had the conversation I just referenced. When you had the Tommy John, your average fastball was around ninety-one-five. Before that, it was ninety-two, ninety-three. Generally ninety-three. Now it's up to really ninety-six. So how much of that was Tommy John? How much was that the pursuit of spin rate? I mean, you are you everybody's analytically driven at this point. Yeah. But are are you just so immersed in the analytics? How did you start to throw harder? I think, you know, I I, I take part of the analytics. I do it I I bring them on. I do enjoy them. I'm I'm open arms analytics, but I think that that had nothing to do with the velocity jump. I think the velocity jump was you know, I always threw hard when I was young, especially at you know, the age of twenty two, twenty three. Um, I think the injuries kind of took a toll on the velocity but not only that just the the way i moved down the mound i didn't move down the mound efficiently i think you know we can we can talk for hours about this but if you jump into the biomechanics of pitching i mean that's what it's all about it's like how do you how do you create the energy from the ground up like you got to use your feet you know the energy starts from the ground and it has to get all the way through your arm and how do you do that efficiently and i just wasn't doing that efficiently in the you know the middle of my career there um hmm. as of late like i've you know the last few years here i figured last two years i've figured out how to move my body efficiently down the mound and create more energy create more velocity i've always had it but now if i efficiently use it so it makes it easier to throw harder. Yeah, basically what he's saying, he's got to use his, his glutes and his ass more as opposed yeah, exactly. to his Like Tom Seaver. <laughs> Honestly, like Tom Seaver. That's what it comes down to. That's what Seaver did. That's what Roger is. Clemens did. Uh, Aaron Boone, you met him. You've, I don't know if you obviously haven't worked with him yet, but how do you expect that relationship with the skip of the Yankees to be? He's obviously you know former player. He's, he was a legend here, and now he's, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's grinding a little bit uh, as, a, as a skip. What's the relationship going to be like with you and Boone? Is he going to give you leverage to... Hey, hey, Skip! I need an extra inning. <laughs> like, what's that going to be like? Uh, maybe I, you know, I think it'll be one of those give and take things where he's going to protect me from myself. But you know, <laughs> I'm always going to want to stay on the mound, and I think we'll be able to have conversations about that. But um, I think he's a he's a players manager for sure. I mean, he played the game, you know, 
pretty much a, a Yankees legend. We all know who he is. Yeah. Obviously the Homer, the Homer in uh, 2003, right? Mm-hmm. Off Tim Wakefield, yeah. Off Tim Wakefield. We were just talking about that in the elevator. So I mean, everybody knows who Aaron Boone is. So. Wait, wait. Did Boone did Boone say to you, "Hey, I hit a big no, home run"? No, I, I was going to no, say, no, no, "Let me do it, Aaron." No, I can't say that. I can't do that. Tim. No, no, I'm I just brought it up. I brought it up. <laughs> no, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you remember when uh, you hit that?" No, he never. Said that. <laughs> hey, I used to be very good back back in no, the day. I hey, Carl, let me throw this at you, and I'm, I, you don't need advice from me. Trust me, but I'm going to. Give Go it ahead. to you. I'm going to give it to you. All right. Go ahead. I have been a Yankee fan and a baseball observer since the late '70s. I think I have a pretty good sense of, of the Yankees and the city. What bothers me, and I think what really derails some really talented players that come here, all right, is especially the Yankees, is that they try to fit in. Yankees, the no facial hair, a little corporate. I get that. That's why the Yankees are special. All right, they're a little different in that regard. But I. It, if I'm you, I'm being me. And if that means, you know, the the pump in the fist and 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 barking at Boone, hey, let me finish this game. Don't change. Don't try to conform because you think it's the Yankees. Be you. That's what we're looking for. All right, well, I'll take that into account for sure. <laughs> well, I'm going to hold you really to it every day. Yeah, but, but, but with that being <laughs> said, I'm preaching Carlo, to the poor guy. He's been here for 20 yeah, minutes. Right? I'm yelling yeah, at him. That's li- coming I'll from a good it. place, Rodon. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to me. No, BG, no, listen Carlo. to me. Don't, don't, don't me, listen to me, him. Let me ask you, are you that fire? Are you that fiery guy? Is that you? Is that your personality? Like, what are you, what are, what are you going to show us here? Oh my gosh! No, I mean, I just you know how it is. I, I mean, right now I'm not. We're not. We're not in between the lines. You yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, you're like, what where am I living? Where where my where's my apartment going to be? Yeah. <laughs> how am I going to spend this three hundred million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Right now it's just yeah, finding a place for the family. But you know, as soon as we step inside that lines, it'll it'll get a little more serious. That's a big yes, by the way. Yeah, we I know both it is. know that. So let me throw one more thing at you, Carlos Rodon, newest Yankee, two-time All Star. So we know about the rotation, and it has a chance to be absolute top shelf. Everybody knows Judge is the man. When you look at the the rest of this lineup, all right, and our main fixation is the Astros, the Astros, the Astros, yeah. okay? Okay. I know you pitch very well against them. Your numbers are great, 7-1, and one, which is awesome. Right now, objectively and honestly speaking, do you think that the Yankees lineup is good enough to win a World Series? Listen. Offensively. I don't. I don't put the lineup together, but I. I mean, you. How many people thought the Phillies were going to be in the World Series last year? I think a lot of things can happen. Mm-hmm. Did you think that? No, no. I, I. did not. True. Think, it's a good point. I think that true. says a lot. You know. I think. Um, obviously, you need to score runs to win the game, but pitching and defense is what wins in playoffs, and that's the truth. You got to catch the ball, and you got to get outs. And how are you going to do that? And that's with pitching and guys. Cat. You know, guys. Obviously, making the routine plays. Obviously, there's going to be some spectacular throws, some spectacular catches, but you have to make you know the 20 to 23 outs, 25 outs that are routine. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a lot. That's the part of championship baseball. Um, granted, I've only <laughs> played in the ALCS one or ALDS once mm-hmm. and the wild card. Um, there's a lot of guys with a lot more experience uh, in this clubhouse that I love to learn from. But what I know is, I think. Whatever team we go out there with this year is we're going to give, you know, we're going to put our utmost best and we're going to try to win every game we play. And that's, I think that's the mindset here. Uh, uh, That's the mindset of being a Yankee. 
Mm-hmm. What What about the notion, and I don't know how familiar you are with some of the young names, certainly kids in the minors, I don't expect you to know, like somebody like Volpe that we talk about all the time. But Yeah, I've heard about him, yeah. Oh, oh he could rake, man. So hopefully we'll see him to start, and we'll see him soon. What What about, you know, there could be a couple of young kids who crack the starting uh, mm-hmm. start lineup. As a veteran pitcher, you know, young kids can make some mistakes. Prepare to deal. Like, if that happens, I mean, you're gonna, you roll through that. How do you process that when you try to win and establish yourself here as a Yankee? You know, I'll say this. I think you know, baseball is a very interesting sport. There's some there's some individual you know things that go on throughout the game, but I mean, at the end of it all, it's a team sport. You know, we need all nine guys on the field to to make plays or score runs, whatever whatever so it be, so, or whatever it is. Um, I understand you know if you're hinting at errors, errors happen. It's part of it's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, you know. It's just one of those things where, as a pitcher, you're on the mound. Air happens. It's my job as a pitcher to to pick up my guy and make you know get the next out. Um, yeah. Whether it's from a young guy or a veteran. Yeah, understood. It's We're looking thing. forward to it, Carlos. Welcome, man. Welcome to the Yankees and welcome to the fan. Welcome to New York City. Uh, have a great, great run, and, and hopefully we we'll get you back on the show at some point. I won't berate you and tell you how to act on the, on the mound. By the way, <laughs> all right, Carlos. Good luck, Carlos. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank you. you. There you go. This this guy could pitch, yeah, man. man. Nicely slotted behind Cole and in front of Nasty, a little yeah. Severino. Six for one sixty-two. Big deal, man. Come here in New York and. I don't know if it was fulfill a dream. It didn't sound like it was he grew up wanting to be a Yankee, but I think if you are a baseball player at any stage and you've come and you've played in Yankee Stadium and you know the history of of being a Yankee, uh, it changes. It changed you a little bit. They're going to wear right. the pinstripes. All right. He is, uh, he's going to be good for them. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.